Hey guys, it's Cal, Game Daddy's Amateur Hour. I uh, just want to reach out and tell you guys a little bit about our sponsor, Anchor. Um, it's a free podcasting platform, um, and it is the absolute easiest way to get your podcast started and off the ground. Um, they've got tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer straight excuse me, straight from the browser. Um, Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. That's how we've gotten to uh, the, the number of platforms that we're on um, and the, uh, the, the ones that we haven't yet gotten to. Um, you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership at all, which is awesome. Um, and Anchor actually reaches out to they, they pull sponsorships for you, so you don't have to worry about finding people to sponsor you. Um, it's everything. It's a one-stop shop for, for new podcasters. Um, I highly recommend it. If you haven't yet, go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M, or download the free Anchor app to get started. And now, into Amateur Hour. How's it going, everybody? This is Cal. Um, this is Game Daddy's Amateur Hour, and this is a very special edition of Tiny Tales that I have for you guys this week. Uh, like I kind of hinted at on Twitter, um, and on Facebook too, actually, which, side note, plug those real quick. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, both at GDAH-DND. Um, but I, I hinted at a special Tiny Tales this week. Um, I am joined by Melina Baroni, Hello. Peter Robinson, and Adam Slackdo. What's up? Hi. These are uh, some <laughs> some friends of mine who I chose specifically for this particular Tiny Tales because each one of them uh, was born of their own nerddoms and came together through D&D. So um, we're kind of going to talk a little bit about that but first i'll have you guys go around and kind of introduce yourselves and and introduce where your your nerddom lies and where your nerddom started and that kind of stuff so melana if you want to if you want to start us off sure thing um i'm melana baroni uh <laughs> um i have a very broad spectrum of nerdies that i like um i I really got into Harry Potter when those books came out. Uh, they're the reason why I love to read now. Um, I love Star Wars. I grew up with that. I remember watching that over and over and over again. I'm a Disney. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I grew up in the Disney's, like, oh, the Renaissance period of Disney. <laughs> like, the top-notch Disney. Um, but I also love different animes like Sailor Moon, uh, when that came on Toonami and on Cartoon Network, I was obsessed with that. So I definitely, uh, grew up with nerdy references my entire life. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of like Monty Python, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mel Brooks, the Marx Brothers, anything funny and witty I was into. So okay. it's definitely grown though. Mm -hmm. And, and what kind of turned your wheel towards... D D was it kind of just like a spur of the moment thing yeah. or i had always been kind of interested in it i've heard about D D all throughout growing up and uh i i loved fantasy um i loved lord of the rings and mm -hmm. having that mystery and that adventure i mean <laughs> my dad used to read the hobbit to us when we went to bed 
And I remember going to um, uh, our local video store, mm-hmm. uh, Aardvark Video, because I grew up in a small town. Shout uh, out Aardvark and shout yeah, out Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they're even around anymore. <laughs> but they had the uh, 70s cartoon, The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I would rent it every single time. They were like, all right, return, get a different one. I couldn't recheck it out, so I'd get something else. But as soon as I could, I'd be like, I'm getting this Hobbit. Yes! And I just love seeing the adventures, the dragons, everything. And so the idea of being able to immerse myself in a world like that was really, really interesting to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Peter, you want to go next? Yeah, uh, my mom was a huge uh, nerd, so it always started with watching Star Trek with her at night, and then we found the the Star Wars on the VHS, the three pack, the originals. Yes, we watched uh, we watched Episode Four, A New Hope, and then I snuck out of bed and downstairs, and I immediately watched the next two. <laughs> As you do. And they found me passed out in the basement the next morning, so there was that. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful scene there. <laughs> and then it was always kind of just uh, our, the whole family on my mom's side was really nerdy. So all the cousins and stuff, even my older ones, would always have things that would have me interested into it. Then Pokemon got me, and then it got all the boys at school. So there was that. And then by the time that I got into high school, I would go to the same comic book shop every weekend. And then when I t- turned uh, 16 and I had a car, he offered me a job. Which quickly turned out to never give me a paycheck because I just turned around and spent every hour that I worked <laughs> on more comic books. Right. Um, and there was my introduction to D and D. He would host a lot of different groups. He'd do uh, trading card tournaments back and forth, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like my schooling on D and D was just being in all the different groups, all the different DMs, trying to figure out how to be a character, how to create a character. My first one was like trying to put every single superpower into one body so I could do everything very weakly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there and kind of uh, dropped off a little bit. I, I would always have uh, science fiction books and fantasy books going through college, but I dropped off on comic books. Couldn't really do a lot of the, the extra games that I wanted to do. And by the mm-hmm. time I came back to Omaha, I was kind of working at the restaurant and just kind of talking about D&D and then there was people that would go you know oh I really like to do that and then that was kind of like my light bulb moment of like I I could do that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat on that one I, I was I've been playing in a campaign for six or seven months something like that and uh, I finally decided I was like you know what I want to write one and I just kind of talked to a few of my a few of my friends and um, shout out Hukaforo too. Got some good players there. Um, but I just talked to a bunch of different people and and you know I, I ended up finding two full parties of of interested people and and that's where this came from. So I, I understand where you're coming from on uh, <laughs> just deciding one day just kind of I want to do it. Click light bulb. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that my the the first group that I I ran, I got really lucky because I was still kind of trying to remember the days when I was doing it all through high school, and by that point, 
my nice six-year college degree took me out of it for a while. <laughs> and um, But I had a guy that actually ran a lot of groups recently. And so he was kind of my uh, my handholder for that first go-around. Okay. I could bounce my ideas off of him. He just was resolutely wanting to be a player. He never really tried to take control. But, I mean, if I ever wanted to need needed to understand mechanics or something, uh, he was there. Okay. And it was that was really nice. Nice. Adam, I think it's your turn. Yes. Tell us about your nerd. My nerd. Well, <laughs> I I grew up uh, also with not just the original Star Wars trilogy, but like when it was just the <laughs> got sad. When it was. <laughs> I know you guys can't see it, but I'm flipping off my computer right now for making noises during my recording. Which... Damn you, computer! Shut up, you! <laughs> you don't get all my interrupting us. I'm sure my Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've heard me uh, cussing at fire trucks before as well. Um, but Sorry, back to sidebar. Yes, sidebar. No. Sidebar no, when, when, when I was young, it wasn't the original Star Wars trilogy. It was just the Star Wars, the Star Wars trilogy. There were no prequels. That, that was all it. You got. That's all it and, was. And I and books. I watched that three pack VHS set to death. <laughs> uh, I. I grew up on on that, the old Adam West Batman series. Mm -hmm. I remember vividly watching the very first episode of the animated Batman series. Uh, you know, everything from like He-Man to RoboCop, Ghostbusters, all of that stuff uh, really influences the, the nerdisms that I love today. I recently actually got into Star Trek. Uh, and devoured every single episode of the series, and I can't get enough of it. So excited for Discovery! <laughs> uh, I'm one of the few who I think likes the new Discovery and what they're doing with it. He likes the shooty shooty bang bang part of it, probably. Well, yes. it's, 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 it's got the, almost like a serenity feel to it. It's yeah. like, we are not going to be on, we're not going to be on an Enterprise, we're not going to be on Voyager, there's mm -hmm. nothing big and grand about this. This is like us, like, Shooting yeah. through on like a small little like crater rinketing with I a think, little crew. I think once you get over like some of the alien redesigns, then you can start having fun enjoying the show. But like, oh man, those Klingons that first episode, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, uh, goes, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what I said. Just no. I don't know. I mean, they can get away with because if you remember, um. Uh, Oh, Deep Space Nine, mm -hmm. when it was Worf, and they go back in time to that... The virus. The virus with yeah. the trouble with Tribbles, mm -hmm. and they keep looking at Worf, and they look at the Klingons from the original Star Trek. We don't Trek. talk about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they actually explained it in um, Enterprise. Uh, it was a virus. Uh, oh. they, they were trying to... It was that virus. Uh, that's they, what happened. No, I'm just joking. I have no idea. So someone goddamn genophage. Wait, I, I don't know if you have comments on these, but someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think they were trying to repurpose the virus that made Khan for the Klingons, ah. and it went bad, making them uh, lose their ridges, is what you see in the original series. Okay, I wouldn't have known that years ago, but now I'm a super nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but to bring it back to D&D &D stuff, um, I've always been interested. I've just never found my circle of friends who were also interested in D&D. &D. 
And I think things like Stranger Things um, has recently, like, repopularized and, like, made D&D cool again. It was uh, always cool. It was always cool, but, it like, it, cool. now it's, like, mainstream. Let's be know? honest. It was always cool to a degree. I yeah. Mean, but, I mean, the name says it all. Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, like, that intrigued the shiznit out of me oh, as a feel, child. Feel 100% okay, free to Okay, wasn't sure if you had an explicit or not, and so oh, you're yeah. going to be like, beep! And, oh, yeah, no, and no, no. Like, beep every five seconds from me. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a little tab on, uh, on Anchor, which is the website that I use to publish my podcast. Quick shout-out to Anchor. You guys are dope. I love you. Um, but there's a little tab that you can switch that says, hey, this is explicit. Oh, thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they share it out to, to everybody, um, it's marked as explicit when it gets shared out as well. Hallelujah. Okay. But, I just to make sure. Um, going off of Stranger Things. Yes. Um, you and I actually, and Milena as well, we wow. all we played a uh, <laughs> a Stranger Things edition of D and D. Yes, I. You guys can't see this, but I actually brought it along with me. Uh, I got this at Target. Were that attached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this at Target. It's the Dungeons and Dragons st uh, starter set, the Stranger Things edition, uh, and it actually comes with an adventure booklet. Uh, that looks as if it was written by Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's supposed to be his adventure from episode one, season one of the show. And you also get a couple of little uh, Demogorgon minis, which are fun. And they've got pre-generated um, character sheets, mm -hmm. um, which makes the whole thing... It's, it's, it's really geared toward somebody who just wants to try D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, know, you don't have to go through any of the character building or any of the world building, because it's all... There, it's mm -hmm. very approachable for someone who's completely new to the D and D universe and wants to dip their toes in it. Mm -hmm. uh, you get to, if you have a favorite character on the Stranger Things show, you can maybe play as their type their, of character. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, but to go along with the D and D, the D and D, the Stranger Things D and D. <laughs> yes. Um, Peter, you run a campaign that is Star Wars D&D, correct? Yep. Um, tell me about it, because I, I, I had a friend of mine with... Uh, he gave me a couple of old-style, like, what I think would essentially be like 3.5 yep. um, Star Wars D&D books but I don't know if that fits into what you're doing, because I have no idea what you're doing. I sat in on one session, and I was busy reading comic books. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally excusable on that one. I... Um, so by the time that I started playing with everybody in the comic book shop when I was younger, uh, we only did one campaign in the traditional Dungeons & Dragons format. Okay. Um, by that time, everybody else had kind of um, reached their limit. They have... They'd all played the kind of types of characters that they would want to play in Dungeons and Dragons. The the main GM for the group, DM, uh, kind of had run his course on the on the stuff that he wanted to do with the D and D. So then we, after that one campaign, everything started branching out, and so that we were doing a lot of different style, our um, kind of role playing games. Mm -hmm. We did the superheroes. We've done some crazy stuff. We did. Uh, something that was more closely related to like HP Lovecraft things, and 
I spent one of my paychecks picking up the 3.5 uh, Wizards of the Coast edition of uh, the Star Wars rulebook. Okay. And then I also have read every single Star Wars book, almost. Just... All, so like I all have of a, the, the, the novels. All and, the novels and everything. Okay. So I hold a PhD in <laughs> in Star Wars history that's non-canonical thanks to the mouse. But So that's Dr. Peter. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> and uh, it just sat on my shelf for so long. And then once I finally found a people to do it, that's kind of where I've been at. So I never even really had a, an original Dungeons and Dragons book. I was always just had that 3.5 Star Wars, and I just kind of used that to to build my world. Okay. So so the the campaign that Adam and Melena actually play in, mm -hmm. um, that's completely made by you, or is that based on on other? I mean, outside of obviously being based on the the Star Wars universe that you hold your doctorate in, um, <laughs> but is is the whole like kind of the storyline of everything is that off the top or is that kind of mostly more... it's off the top okay because i'll know i'll just be playing through a time period and uh the way that the campaigns usually go is that you know it's dungeons and dragons and so you, you never know what the group's gonna do you don't know how they're gonna turn out so mm -hmm. everybody starts you know even if it's six jedi i'm not gonna have them doing too many missions for like jedi council and like it's always just like the, you're doing these side missions, you're doing these this other stuff that's going on while I know all this other stuff is happening in, in the galaxy. And mm -hmm. so I, I know the time frame and kind of what's going on and just I create things and have them go through that. It's, nice. But most of it is, yeah, I just sit down and I'll write out stories and missions and obstacles for them to get around. And Okay. For the most of the time, they don't fall flat on or fall flat on their face, so it's that's good. Oh yeah, that's always, <laughs> always always good as a DM. There's been a couple of times. Most of my my roles, I do. Poor, poor Adam over there. He's like, I'm going to do this, I and will. every time it's like, Maria. The <laughs> the worst Jedi to ever leave the academy. We're still trying to convince him that his his Jedi his uh, lightsaber hilt isn't a boomerang at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> every time he swings it, that thing goes flying it's it's, it's like too the, much got too much in the pullback I'm like the mr magoo of jedi <laughs> <laughs> at least you're not at least you're it's not okay. the mr bean i put every, it's okay i like to put everybody in danger because i freak out it's okay that was fun i was like we're gonna do this fuck i just ruined everything we're being attacked my bad i was like the fuck you do i'm like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> Run away, crying, screaming. I always try to put forks in the road. And that fork was awful. And it's one of those where, like, you really prepare and you're like, if they go left, this is going to happen and this is going to be awesome. And if they all go right, this is going to happen and this is going to be awesome. And they eventually get to the fork in the road. And you go, all right, what are you going to do? And they look at you and then we're going to split up. All right. Cool. Awesome. Because I totally planned for this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. I mean, like, we were just talking about this, but, like, we derailed, like, the first five minutes of our, our first ever gameplay with it. Peter had this everything beautifully set up, and we're, like, talking, and there's a couple of veteran players that play with you, so we kind of were following their lead since this was our first kind of go-around. And 
he goes, what are we doing? This? Okay, bye. And we're like, okay, we're going to follow him. He's also the diplomat, so he knows what he's doing. He's a talker. Well, we get to the ship to do something, and we don't know what to do. And unfortunately, Peter can't tell us anything, because we already left that character in the dust. We're like, bye, we don't need you anymore. So we're like, I guess maybe go here, and we just... <laughs> We, we done put it up. We put it up bad. But, and then finally, like, what, the next time we played, like a week later, it was like, so this is the message <laughs> you should have gotten in the beginning. <laughs> it was just like, calm your ass down. Thanks for calling me back, yeah. shits. Where are you? <laughs> right. Oh, my bad. I mean, sometimes you just have to, you, you just Bring have it. to adapt and, and, I mean, if it's an important plot point, then as a DM, you just kind of have to say, all right, well, you guys did the opposite of what I wanted to have happen in this particular situation. So instead of what we were going to do, I'm just going to take the rest of the encounter and plop it in front of you. So you have to do what I want you to do. <laughs> we're going to retcon a little bit. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else does it. I heard it's like, you know, the new thing. <laughs> it could, could be. And, I, and like, I, I enjoy infecting people, too. So that's usually, like, a lot of my groups all yes. have, I have, like, one or two veteran people that are in the group, and then everybody else is fresh, new. They've never played D&D mm -hmm. &D before. And I find that it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun just to get a group around, especially at our age, where it's like, we don't need to go out and get crazy. Just come over, hang out, you know, we'll, we'll just play sit around a table, play some D&D, &D, order some pizza. It's, and it's always fun, and it's nice to introduce people to kind of introduce it to it because everybody has their idea of what D&D &D is but until you really sit down and you really start rolling dice when you really start trying to figure out who your character is and how your character is going to work within the group as as part of a team is always fun to like watch and like and and like putting people in situations where they this, my favorite is just having people that are faces that have never been faces before mm -hmm. and like trying to stress to them. It's like, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest thing I've learned. And that is probably the most liberating thing about D&D <laughs> because you can go, I can literally just make up the most bullshitty bullshit of just, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make an ass out of myself while I say it. Just roll good. God, please roll good. And if you do, you're like, cool. I just called you an ass hat, licked your face and ran away. And it worked. Like There, <laughs> like... <laughs> there was a player in one of our campaigns who uh, needed to get past a particular guard and she rolled really well, and Peter was like, so what's your reason to get past the guard? And she was like, I have period cramps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. You may pass. <laughs> that was the, the other one. I had a, a girl that had never played before, and she was, uh, I usually end up with two faces. I'll give, I'll let one of my veteran players kind of have like, half face abilities, so that if he needs to, he can go in there and, and roll a diplomatic roll or do uh, an intimidation or a bluff or something, mm -hmm. but I really kind of want to see like someone really get their feet wet by just jumping right in and She was in a bar full of mercenaries and she just kept rolling bad and saying things wrong And the whole bar was about to turn on her and I'm just like you you need to get out of there It's time this whole bar's turning on you and none of your teammates are in the bar and she just goes well, sorry fellas, but uh, I gotta go drain the clam and then rolls a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they were like, oh, no, that goes first. Yes, you go, please. You uh, uh, we'll wait for you. Lady needs to drain the clams. Yeah. She got to drain the clams. You may pass. <laughs> got to go. You got to go. Yeah. All right. Godly functions first. That's another one of my favorite things is, is as a DM, having the ability to, to like you said, Melinda, to liberate my players. And, and they. one thing I always tell them is don't ask me if you can do something. Tell me what you're doing. I'll tell you how to do it. And that's that's one thing that, that really kind of resonated with me um, in my Wednesday group that I play with. Um, our DM, whenever we ask if we want to, like, like, hey, can I do this, this, and this? And he goes, I don't know, can you? And just gives us a blank, deadpan stare. And we're like, all right, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. He goes, all right, roll these. Okay. Like, cool. I didn't think it was going to be that hard. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's all just, the me mechanics are all there so that if you want to do something, you pretty much can do something. Mm -hmm. I had I had two guys go out, and then in one of my first campaigns, they did Spice, which is a very illicit <laughs> drug in the Star Wars universe. And I asked them, I was like, did you actually do Spice? And they said, yeah. Uh, all right. Both of you make constitution rolls. And then for like the next 24 hours of campaign time, they were higher than balls the entire time. <laughs> so whenever they like tried to make an attack roll, first we'd have to see if they actually beat the other person's defense, and then they had to roll a 1d6, and the 1d6 would decide the outcome of what happened. And there's like one of them's like a bath salts uh, result, so I'm just like, well, you didn't shoot your gun, you just ran at the person, so now you're here and you ate his face off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, um, in our campaign, someone accidentally got into some spice, they shot a container because they rolled bad, and it just went right into his face, and for the remainder of that play, he was just off the fucking wall and it was hilarious he was just like tearing arms off of people and throwing them at other people eating people's faces he was like screaming at a wall yeah i think he ran through a wall but he was like i'm gonna run at this guy right through the wall instead you're just like what's even happening and that was just the shit show of like a day anyway everyone was rolling bad that day we're like why today like I don't Today think of all days. I don't think I've ever seen more ones rolled in a single gameplay. Oh, like man. everybody back to back. You get like one twenty, a good like maybe a seventeen, a high up there, and then all of a sudden one, one, two, one, and we're like, Jesus Christ, we're gonna die. <laughs> like we're there's no coming back. Well, this was a fun campaign. <laughs> we just bit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so Peter, with your your Star Warsy campaign. Um, is it, are, are you only doing, like, you've got the storyline in your head, um, have you done any, like, one-off, like, bring new people in for a night, throw together a character with them quick, and then just do one, kind of like a one-shot campaign, have you done anything like that, or, um, like, have you wanted to do anything like that? I did bring someone in for a one-shot campaign, and then the rest of the group invited her, so now she's my sixth person in the group. Nice! <laughs> um, I, I have a, a few of them that I'll throw together, um, where I, I sit down and I just make, I'll make custom high-level characters, mm -hmm. uh, which is one that we ran through, which is that I just made six different, uh, basically mm -hmm. elite Jedi, and they would, and this one takes place during, uh, the Jedi Sith uh, war in ancient times mm -hmm. and I just 
I put them together in a group. They all kind of figure out where it is. I put down papers kind of explaining like these are the things that you can do very well and you should concentrate on knowing when to do these. And then we'll just run them through like basically a one-shot story event of them like going against like a another high-ranking Sith and they have to take it down and battle through everything to get there. All sometimes just uh, since I've done campaigns... I've done campaigns in the Old Republic. I've done campaigns uh, in the middle of uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back timeframe. And mm-hmm. then I've, I've done campaigns in the uh, the Yuuzhan Vaughn era. And and then just the old ones in the in that. So I, I'll just grab things out of there. Okay. Let's, it is what it is. This group right now, we're just trying to figure out our next time to sit down and when life isn't so fucking busy. Welcome to holidays. But I do, I do like, uh, I do like the one shot stuff and that's, Mm -hmm. I I always have that in my back pocket. If someone wants to just come over, if everybody can't make it, then I can just pull out a one shot and that's what we'll do that day. Okay. Okay. Um, and Adam, I keep looking at the stranger things box. Yes. Um, that is, I mean, it, it, it's built to be kind of a long one-shot, right? Yeah, like either, depending on how detailed you want to get with the story, it can either be like a all-day thing or maybe like a weekend kind of thing, um, depending on, you know, how in-depth your players get in the story elements. Okay. Um, that I, I, I do remember... How long did we play when we played it? We played it about like six hours, six to eight hours. Was it really was that long? Chunk. Yeah, we wow. played a good chunk of time. That went by fast. Yeah. And <laughs> we didn't finish it either. No, um, we, we got maybe, what, no. like halfway through it? I think, but, a little, or... I think a little better than halfway. Okay, yeah. So but we were also doing things in the most roundabout way possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would try and do one thing and then we're like, oh, we, we, we probably should have just done this. Yeah, for well, those who want to p- actually pick up the set, I don't, we we, sh- we don't want to give away any like actual story elements. But there was one task where we were like, we should do this, and to get out of that particular area, we, it was like the one thing that oh my no gosh. one was it took deciding way too long. to do. It took way too long. We were just like, "What is happening?" It was just. It was. You have, to, you have to solve a riddle at a cave, basically, and like that was stupid. I do remember that. Yes. It was literally just like. What's even happening? I'm losing my mind. Mm-hmm. It was not fun at all. It was fun for me. As the DM, I, I was having a great time just watching you I guys was getting so walk around I was like, in circles. Yes. Melana, you are smarter than this. Get your act together. <laughs> You're putting everyone in danger. Even though it's a game, no one's really in danger. But I, was yeah, I think the only thing we were focused. actually in danger of was falling asleep in the middle of the game. Because this was at what one thirty, two like o'clock in the morning. We started probably a little later than we yeah. should have. Yeah, that was before bed. Yes, yeah. But I mean, it, it's still a great game to just if you want to approach D and D, like dip your toes in it. Uh, it's it's really fun to like just test the waters with. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well. You guys, we have uh, covered quite the variety of topics today, and I um, cannot thank you enough for coming on and uh, being a part of Tiny Tales with me. Um, I, at some point, I would love to have you guys back. Um, sure. Who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll slap together a, 
a one-shot campaign for all my guests. Ooh, there, there we go. Well, I'm be fun. always game for that. <laughs> I like a good game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, once again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, no hunt this week. Uh, Lyra will be on Monday night as always. Um, hunt should be back on Saturday. Uh, once again, follow us on Twitter at gdah-dnd um, and Game Daddy's Amateur Hour on Facebook. Uh, give us a like, give us a shout out, leave us some comments. Um, hell, even send us topics that you guys want to talk or that you guys want to hear covered in a Tiny Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to be completely D&D related. I just like to because it's a D&D podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week.